0: It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto.
1: I was just thinking, what if in the middle of newscasts, while they're talking about a particular story that just happened, instead of that person just talking about it, they immediately go to a dramatic reenactment of that happening. So maybe you hear the narration over it, and then it cuts to, you know, a man was found stealing his next-door neighbor's puppies. You know, and then all of a sudden it cuts to this thing where it shows the guy trying to steal the neighbor's puppies, and you hear the narration over the top. I thought maybe that could enhance. (laughs) Imagine if, if, like, within the, uh, within the, uh, dramatic representation. Like there's, you know, advertisers kind of put, put things in there, you know, like if, if, if the next door neighbor's eating a candy bar or something, it's a Snickers or, um, if the guy who decides to steal the puppies, uh, you know, it, let's say he, 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 comes up with the idea why he's eating his lunch and then it's, a, it's a, a bag of McDonald's next to him. So I just thought, uh, that could be an extra way for, uh, even more ridiculousity to find its way into the news. We are uh, taking a stroll. I'm taking it with me as I go up to the bank to get some money, pay for some rent. As many of you know, they stopped the $600 a week benefits. And, uh, you know, that obviously was helpful towards paying the rent towards paying the back rent, the back due rent, retroactive payments, baby. So, uh, it's a beautiful day out here. I'm still debating whether I should walk around outside without a mask or not what are your thoughts should I risk getting yelled am I uh am I being insensitive if I am nowhere near anybody else for six feet if I'm nowhere near anyone I mean certainly it should be okay to wear a um to not wear a mask right There's so many things still up in the air about how this uh, virus moves along. A lot of questions. It's been said it's important to get vitamin D. Get that sun on your face. They say that the sunlight will kill the coronavirus. Well, if that's the case, why is my face covered up? However... As soon as I say that, I'm sure there are some of you who are listening who go, oh, well, that's this particular... That's probably owned by this particular uh, political affiliation, or that's probably... You know, uh, uh, that's just this kind of political affiliation propaganda. A lot of that stuff. How do we know what really... is the truth how do we really know because if we read something that seems to contradict what a particular belief system says is true uh, what do you do about that Will anybody believe any news that is not given to them by their favorite political affiliation? Will they? Be interesting to know. It's very it's a very curious thing. Because there could be some very good information out there that is tried and proven and shown to work, and yet if it's not endorsed by a specific political affiliation, there's there's an op there's a chance there that someone just might not listen to it. So so interesting. It's crazy. I suppose this is what happens when you don't. I mean, sports are now starting to get back into the swing of things. But um, it was almost like it was uh, essential for the sports to start back up. No, I don't want to say that. It's, 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 just, it's just quite interesting how when there are no sports around, people were itching, itching to compete in some way. Itching to be like us versus them in some way. Just itching for it. Itching for it. They got that in many ways with the protest, I think. And the rioting. A lot of folks out there are being encouraged to do rioting during the protests. Say, no, you should do this. Go ahead and do this. I don't know if they'd be saying that if they themselves had a mom or dad who owned a mom and pop store and worked their life trying to work their lives trying to make this thing successful. I doubt that the person with the megaphone would encourage people to break into that place. It doesn't. Remember this, folks. It does not require a political affiliation or a uh, specific group for activism does not require these items. You do not, you're not required to be a part of any of those things in order to just be a decent human being. That's what it's all about. Treating everyone with respect, kindness. The golden rule, no one's saying it. The golden rule, that's what it's all coming down to and uh, there you go it's free there's no membership fee there's no uh, you're not required to go out and put your life on the line and get hit by a rubber bullet you can just do that as you exist as you live through whatever your artistic creation is you can do that it's always possible to build someone up Alright, here we are. We're almost here. Gonna go inside and get my money. Rent time. Thanks for listening in, Spirato Projecto. I was just reading an article by this uh, comedian, this gal. I guess they call him comedienne, comedians. There's a comedienne on Twitter uh, Allison maybe is that her name is that her name uh, and she wrote an article about dating during quarantine which is interesting because I was thinking about that earlier my buddy is uh, going on to match.com and he's telling me the his secrets and I just I was just thinking like some people are very specific about their quarantine situation. They're very specific. I just learned a new word. Um, uh, uh, a phrase called compromising your immuno... What is it? Immuno-colon... Not, not a... Like, immunocolony or something? Immuno... I don't know. It's, it's this big word. And I think I heard uh, uh, Philip Daniel's roommate use that word the other day when I went over there. I wasn't wearing a mask in the house. Nobody was. Um, And then he... Well, not going to go into that. But there, there was a very sour attitude happening there. And, uh, I, you know, I don't don't know, I don't know those boundaries that they've set up, that he's set up for himself with, uh, with this stuff. I mean, you know, I was six feet away. That's the thing. I was six feet away. I didn't go near the guy. So strange. So crazy. There's a couple who, uh, is, uh, Up on their balcony as I'm walking past their walking past their complex they were up there. I wonder if. You know, it's fun to sit up and just kind of people watch. Just observe what's going on. Just see what's going on. And I'm sure people like like myself or whoever's walking on the sidewalk becomes a source of entertainment. It becomes a television. When you got a balcony like that, and you could just look at everything that's going on, uh, and he come up with all kinds of crazy stories. So anyway, this 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 um, article was really interesting concerning quarantine uh, dating. She, for instance, lives with a couple. So the couple is is um, the couple is uh, you know there's there's some sort of interesting words being being invented now. Certain terms that never would have existed had the quarantine not been around there's a phrase going around apparently, and maybe you know about this if you're a relationship person um, it's called uh there's a term going out going around called relationship privileged and uh yeah, listen, listen, folks. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, come on. Listen. So, people are inventing these words, these these lingos, and somehow they're spreading. They're probably spreading through Twitter. They're probably spreading through YouTube channels. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, um, social network, if you will. Whatever social network it is that happens to where that person you know if they've got a lot of followers let's say they got a million followers or something got even uh, if, who knows how many followers and their followers love using their lingo and uh, you know sort of like being in that mindset in that brain in that brainwave because when we imitate our friends when we act like our favorite tv characters we're sort of activating their spirit within us there it goes. Activate. And it's like it makes you feel closer to him in some some respects. I'm sure when the office came out, there were a lot of people who uh, worked in corporate corporate situations where they started going, oh, uh, oh, he's definitely the Mike Scott of the room. Oh, he's definitely the uh, the Jim. Oh, there's the Pam. We found the Pam. There's, um, oh, what's his name? He's got such an interesting name. He was in a band. Uh, Oh, God. Oh, what's his name? It's just an interesting name. It's like, um, it's like, uh, oh, gosh, what is that guy's name? You know who I'm talking about in the office. You know who I'm talking about. Um, But anyway, you know, there there are people, or Dwight, Dwight so i'm sure that I'm sure that kind of thing has happened and then and then those people inevitably start acting like those characters in real life so something I just came across. Uh Randonautica. oh yeah oh yeah, first I want to say so that's how lingo that's how the stuff gets out there it 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 emerges you know you start using each other's lingo that's how information that's how um um inside jokes are, are, are activated. Inside jokes are, um, things, you know, jokes in a sense that, that refer to an outstanding or, or crazy situation, most likely, um, or person or whatever, what have you, that refers to the, um, It's a certain word that refers to that. It reflects that. So you got these little inside jokes. And all of a sudden, those inside jokes, is especially if you've got a lot of people who are watching what you're doing, and uh, you use this particular lingo out there, more people start start using it. Like at some point, for instance, let's say if you like Doctor Who, um, I believe, I believe the, the term given to those who love... Doctor Who are Whovians. Whovians. So someone came up with that, that name, Whovian. And so if you're making a lot of Doctor, Doctor Who references, you know, chance are you're a Whovian. You're someone who loves that universe and maybe you even got your own sonic screwdriver. Uh, maybe you got one of those great scarves like Tom Baker. What was it? Doctor number five? Fifth Doctor. So... Very, very interesting. Very interesting how that works. So yeah, you got, you got these, these new terms, these new definitions that couples and whoever else is out there putting it out there. People are reading their blogs, seeing their YouTube channels, etc., etc., passing it on. It's funny. I'm talking about a couple. Well, um, so it's it's quite interesting what's going on out there uh, between the uh, couples and the singles in the world. It's, 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 it's interesting how we are primed uh, and sort of mentally taught to to find those differences, to make those differences, uh, to create that dividing line. So I came across an app called Randonautica. Randonautica. And uh, oddly enough, as I'm bringing this up, I think... I think the guy actually comes across a place called Romantics during Roman- uh, R- uh, Randonautica. I think it sends him there. And uh, it's funny because I'm walking past one of those right now. Anyway, Nautica is an app you can download. And it's, it, they made it with the idea of finding synchronicities of... of um, putting intentions out there in the world, manifesting, uh, manifesting your life. And, uh, what's interesting is before you press play on the app, what it does is it, 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 they call it like a quantum quantum point. So it, 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 flips through a bunch of random numbers. You put in your location and it flips through a whole bunch of different, uh, coordinates and it finds a spot for you to go visit. It's it serves as both something you know to kind of like oh, get out of the house. Let's go visit some place we've never been to before, diving into the unknown. I can imagine this could be a, a great a great uh, you know thing of just getting people out there into the world, kind of like how Pokemon Go was. Uh, so so it gets people out there. The other thing is is that there's a sense of magic. A sense of magic involved. <laughs> it's funny, right? When I said that there's a man driving past screaming opera outside of, his, outside of his car. I don't know if you heard that. Um, but this, this app, it introduces you more to that idea of finding the magic out there in the world. One of the things before you actually launch the, the app, the idea is that you're supposed to put out a specific intention. Now, a lot of these folks are putting out the intention of seeing dead bodies and stuff. Horrible. And guess what? They're coming across them. There are those who want to go see something that's unexplainable. Well, certainly, they come across those things. We're talking about doors that are, like, you know, into, like, underground areas uh, that are just kind of in, in the forest. You're walking through the forest. Oh, there's, there's this hatch. Oh, okay. Let's go down on the hatch. Uh, there are people who have asked for money. There was a girl who found a, it looks like a tackle box inside of a fountain. Um, and then she figured out how to pick the lock and uh, she found money inside hundreds of dollars of bills. So you could go, you could get into a, a crazy rabbit hole with nautica. Check out the hashtag check out the hashtag on 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 TikTok because uh when you do you will see some astounding your, your 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 brain will just explode when you see this you won't know what to do with yourself and it'll be too easy to go down this rabbit hole down this trail it'll be way too easy you'll be going down this rabbit hole and not realizing that you've spent, you know, a half an hour of looking at these rando nautica tiktoks. It's it's very it's very intriguing. I suggest I'm going to get the app and I'm going to I'm going to do some of this exploring but in the daytime. I'm not going to do any nighttime stuff, certainly the daytime. Anyway, more on that later. So one of the things I wanted to say about Random Nautica, uh, even though I haven't tried the app yet, I can sense the excitement and anticipation and wonderment that these people who are going on these Random Nautica journeys are experiencing. I'm putting myself right there in the passenger seat with them. And... uh, just imagining what what that must be like to come across these various locations, or or strange people standing in the street. Like there are some of those situations where, pe- where people uh, will um, they'll go to a location and they'll see a very strange person just kind of hanging around. Uh, so what's what's crazy is just by watching this, it's like it's um, kept my kept my uh, senses open my awareness open to even more synchronicities than ever before. It's uh, really quite intriguing because I'm staying aware of the intentions and then seeing how boop, 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 all, these little, all these little giblets are popping up. And so it is... Uh, wow. It's, it's thrilling. It's really thrilling. This, to me, I think Randonautica is... Um, I'm immediately, I'm getting images of Amelie. I'm getting getting images of Amelie. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. But she goes around just basically brightening, brightening everybody's day. By just doing these little things for people without any expectation of anything in return. It's like she's playing little pranks on people. Friendly little pranks. Ways of, well, I don't know if it's a prank or if it's, I guess you could call it a prank. I would say it's a a change of reality. She's given these folks a peek into an alternate uh, version of this universe where things are magnificent. Where good vibes uh, just emanate everywhere. And in that movie, you feel it. You feel it. And I think this Randonautica is kind of that type of thing. Yes, people have come across some dark stuff. They've come across some creepy stuff. Now, if this okay, just for kicksters. This is immediately what's popping up at my antenna, is the fact that the universe enabled this app to be created. If it in fact if it in fact does, you know, work with intentions and manifestation of reality, all that Rasmus has. I have a feeling that this is one of the many ways that the universe has, uh, kind of given us this opportunity to, uh, to, to, cause it's a permission slip. It's giving us permission to make an intention, to believe in the magic, to test out, you know, let's test the waters of the universe. And I think just by opening up the brain to that aspect, it's probably introducing a lot of people to this idea who would not normally come across these ideas. So, I mean, a lot of these people, they, when you look at what they're intending and then you see what they find, you're like, okay, well, no wonder. So let's say if, if in fact, this, this app, you know, works in accordance, uh, this random number generator works in accordance with our intentions and it brings about what we intend... Or some sort of some sort of parallel version thereof, uh, symbolic representation thereof. Uh, then maybe maybe then we will also maybe then it will also inspire people to test out that type of thinking, that playful way of thinking. Even without the app, um, they like to say on the app that it's a choose-your-own-adventure, which is really cool, huh? how cool is it that, that an app exists to just kind of make your life a magical new thing that you, that, that you pay attention to? And, um... So imagine, I mean... Imagine if that's the case. So, for me watching these videos and, and checking, checking this stuff out, it's actually tuned in my own awareness of... Um, of what I'm noticing in my reality. And that to me, just is so exciting. Oh yes, home, ha <laughs> ha. Home, home on the range. Where I take my mask off my face. Oh, and I put down my keys. And my taste buds ask, please, may I have some water to drink? I just came across this phrase. It's a Dutch phrase. Dude, doet, leven," And it means death makes life. So that means leven means life. So then I thought, okay, so imagine if there was a person named Levin. And they they end up becoming a you know, an alter ego called El Levin. The levin, the life.
0: oh, here comes levin.
1: And what they do is they bring things to life. They could bring dead animals to life, they could bring uh, dead rotting trees to life, they could bring food to life, they could bring anything back to life. Now, what I'm debating with it here is... Because I'm, I'm imagining this could be like a villain. Eleven, maybe, you know. Because then, cause then you have like these zombie creatures. It could be a superhero. Eleven. And they bring things to life. Like, for instance, if someone is starving and let's say if they're near an area where... There are all these rotten apples or something. L11 could what? bring those back to life. Uh, and so I came across it in this article on Get Pocket. The name of the article is called Landscape of Fear. And 323 reindeer were killed by lightning on a remote plateau. In Norway, So they just left all these carcasses sit out there just to see as an experiment to see what would happen, how it decomposed, what kind of animals came along, what the uh, order, what order did these animals come along to eat, eat the uh, carcass of the reindeers. What's interesting is that the crows that would land there, their feces contained the berries, seeds of berries that they ate. So their feces would then... They'd be then planting these plants there. And then plants would grow there. And then more... Species that ate, you know, herbivores... Would go around there. They'd eat the plants. And then, bam. Now more predators would come around. So it's so interesting to see how... Just on that microscopic level. Just how much... I mean, that's an analogy just for life itself. I was thinking... Primarily of, let's say, for instance, if we were to look at people in terms of animals and the way that the animals, you know, predators and prey behave. uh, It's interesting when you see reflections of this happening with particular with particular personalities. Like you got the, uh, you know, they say the alpha male, the guy who's always going to get the chicks. You know, it's just like this predator. Oh, there's the prey. And then the women who want to be, you know, some of them want to be, would that be predated? They'd want to be predated. Whoa,
0: dating. Oh, my God. Could that be where the phrase dating comes from? Like predator? Dating.
1: We're dating. In other words, I'm chasing this gazelle. We're dating. We're dating. We're feeling each other out. Before, because that seems to be the end, that seems to be the the punctuation mark with it, is from A to Z, from the point of meeting this person you're attracted to, from that point to when sex happens, that seems to be the mm-hmm. sh- the thing that is happening there. And then between A and B, there's a whole series of vibes that are going on. And then vibes that happen after. After the sex. But dating, it didn't occur to me till that comes from possibly Predator. Predator. Predator.
0: Huh. Pro Hi, my name's Ron. Welcome to Pro Date her.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Pro date her. D-A-T-E-H-E-R. Predate her. Predate her. Predate her. So the pre-date her would be hanging out, being friends. There's there's not that feeling yet of what courtship? Court. The court. The court is where the game is held. I'm courting her, we're playing a game. We're dating,
0: pre-date, pro-date. Hi, I'm Ron, welcome to Pro-Dater. You want a dater? Welcome to Pro-Dater. Want to do some dating? Become the, the pre-dater, become the pro, don't be a pre don't be a predator, be a pro D- hey guys, don't be a, pr- a predator. Be a prototer with Pro Dater. Don- if you want to date her, don't be a predator. Be a prototer with Pro Dater.
1: <laughs> so if a girl wants to be dated, I guess. The prey. Pre, p r e y, huh? Prey, hey! It's kind of what happens when the, when the uh, cougar, when the cougar pounces on the, uh, what gazelle or whatever. Hey, hey, hey! That's what they're saying. Hey, cut it out. The prey goes, hey! So it's interesting. The gals who want to, you know, so there are those gals who want to be dated. They dress provocatively. That's the bait. That's the bait for the hook. That's the bait for the fish. This is the lure. That's the fish I'm catching. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? And in a sense, people can spice up the kind of lures that they're using to be the prey. I suppose, for that predator. We don't like that word predator. That promotes lots of different ideas, doesn't it? Predator. The uh, eater and the eat-e. The teeth and the apple. The teeth and the food. The chewing and the food. So there is that, you know, let's say a gal wants to attract a goth guy. I want to catch that kind of fish. She's going to dress up goth. Go get the goth guy. Would a gal who wants to attract a goth guy dress like, I don't know, she's a tennis player? I don't know, maybe. But you know what I mean. There's a personality. There's an identity. There's a a. Construct that's happening there, a character that's happening there. You'll find goth folks at uh, football games, I'm sure. You'll find comedians at funerals. No, I don't know. That's I don't know if that's. You'll find sci-fi, sci-fi nerds at. Garth Brooks shows. I don't want to limit it, of course. However, you, you kind of get an idea. You get an idea. There's a lure there. A guy who plays a lot of video games is probably going to want to be with a girl who plays, you know, who she plays video games. So he'll probably wear Nintendo shirts. A lot of references to maybe obscure video games. Because the more obscure it is, see, that's the fun. That's the fun. That's the as- that's the aspect of that Easter egg. When you make it obscure, like the shirt, you, you've probably seen it. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. <coughs> B-A-B-A start. Some just went B-A start. I was always taught up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A-B-A start. Through the years, it's been been changed. But, you know, you wear a shirt like that. Anyone who's played Contra is going to know what that is. They're going to be like, "Whoa!" Some gal goes up to, uh, to San Diego Comic Con. You're wearing the up, the up, the up, 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 to, the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, b-b-b-b. Start shirt. You go to a Comic Con. Some gal sees that. Whoa, my God! You know that you're. The, it's like cool. Here's a fellow traveler in this direction. That's why I could confuse. Got you know we get the signal in our brain. Pardon us, please. For you know some guys just get a, get so excited they don't they don't know really where the go ahead is. Like okay you're giving me signals like all systems go here, but then yeah when you put on the brakes. Er, nope, that's not what I meant. That's not the signal I was giving away. And the guy's like, Whoa, well, you're touching my arm a lot. you show me that cleavage. You're giving me the eyes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I... Uh, you know, if I were to ignore those, then what are the signs that shows me you're interested in? What are those signs? It's... It, it, it's, um... Uh, It could be you know, it could be very confusing,
0: of course. It be really confusing. Don't be a predator, be a proditor. You want a dater? <laughs> you wanna predate? Hey. You wanna get married someday, right? Before you get into dating, get into predate. But don't be a predator, be a prodator. Learn it from me. Pro dater. Learn from me, Ron, the pro-dater. You'll be dating her in no time. In no time. So L Levin,
1: L Levin.
0: Oh no, here comes L
1: Evan. Maybe he's a, uh, I'm a major, I'm getting uh, views of the old west, wild west, you know, Red Dead Redemption type stuff, L Evan. Eleven, and he raises people from the dead. Things, dead things, makes them live, which could cause a lot of you know healthy things for people who are starving. Uh, and then, which means let's say for instance homeless people, like they're not going to get you know they're you. Let's say all the food that Ralph throws away or something like. Brings it back to life. These people can eat it. But then, what about all those dead things out there? You know, you make them rise. Would they? Thing is, is that would would the thing about L eleven? I'm curious about is when when L eleven. uh, uh, Raises uh, like a person from the dead. Is the person fully the person they were before they died? Or are they like an undead person? Because in that case, does that apply across the board with the fruit, the vegetables, the whatever. Whatever it is. Uh, That they, would it be undead apples? Something to think about. L11. Life. The life. Here comes the life. Life. I'd also like to know how these people counted 323 reindeer carcasses. What a strange mystery. How did that lightning bolt get all of them all at once? Was it like icy tundra? Was it one of those kinds of things? Were they walking out in the snow? I'm just getting these images of like how if you drop your... Let's say you're trying to make toast and you got your toaster plugged in while you're taking a bath. Your, your toaster's plugged in right there, you know, you take, making some toast. Oh, the falls in, Bleh! shocks you, electrifies you, you're, you're gone. Transition city. Would this same thing happen if the reindeer were out there, icy tundra, they're walking along. I'm getting visions of this. They're walking along the icy tundra. Bleh! Down comes the lightning, gets the the snow. They're all standing in it. It'll, it would all electrify him. so someone went out, went out there and then they, they counted these carcasses but this is such an interesting thing of showing us how we just have no idea how we're affecting the world we have no idea everyone's got an opinion about someone based on what so, what aspect what side that person is showing or what stories people have said about that person So you're getting the, I like to use the earthquake and aftershock analogy, it's like the people who are telling the story about that person, that's an aftershock of that, of that initial blast, what they, you know, so, and then you, you wonder, okay, what is this person's attitude towards that person they're telling the story about? What's, do I usually trust what this person says? Do they got a heart of gold and they never complain and like, whoa, them complaining about something is like, whoa, what a, that's a big deal. this person telling the story, well, i got to really listen here. Uh, It's just fascinating. And then within this article, they're talking about, I don't even want to say it out loud because it's just, it's sad, you know, it's always sad when we, are confronted with, with death. It's always sad. Such a sad thing. This thing said here in Kazakhstan unseasonably warm weather in Kazakhstan in 2015 caused a normally harmless pathogen, normally harm, harmless, to wipe out 200,000. Saiga antelope in a few weeks, and one million seabirds starved to death in two thousand fifteen to sixteen because of a giant blob of hot ocean around North America. That in itself would be a crazy movie right there. Let's say you have these tribes that are living out there that are reliant on this. Let's say with these 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 Syaga antelope. Let's say you got these mountain people, if they even have mountains in Kazakhstan. I don't know. This is just jamming on the wood. if here. Let's say these people rely on these antelope to eat, to eat to survive. And then these 200,000 saiga antelope die. Those saiga antelope also have other predators who are relying on them. That plentiful food source is now gone. These, you know, so... I mean, that would be such an interesting movie. Like here, the, these one million birds seabirds because of a giant blob of hot ocean? So interesting. I mean... So that would be Oh, you know what? I had this idea. This is so interesting. This just started, it's been blipping my antenna recently and I can't find it but for a while I mean, this is a a couple of years, and I didn't, really didn't do too much with this, but it was a... I had this little tiny notebook that I was keeping in a backpack, and this backpack is uh, a backpack that I go out into the world with. Usually when I went up to Kay Chong or, you know, I went out in the world with, and I had this little, this little tiny sort of sketchbook, and I had this tiny little pen that was tucked into its spine. And one day I was on a subway. This was, you know, a few years back. And there, were, there, and there was a person wearing a mask, much like what we're seeing happening right now. And so I just drew that person from the side. And I just had this idea. It was interesting because I was, I was slowly making a comic Slowly, I mean, I only got like three or four pages in, but the but it was an improvised comic, and yeah. the idea was that it, some kind of virus or some kind of thing happened in the world that made this person wear that made this person wear um, wear this mask and these these goggles. Like they had, they had like yeah, they had like goggles on their eyes, they had a a mask on their face, They they were wearing a hood. It just reminded me of those pandemic doctors that you see, that you see those really interesting Halloween costumes. Wow, it's warm outside, beautiful day. So I saw that and I started making this sort of a little bit of a comic strip about this idea of Mother Nature just kind of fighting back at us. And uh, I don't know if it was taking its, I don't know if it was taking its oxygen back or I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was exactly. Or if it was just, hmm. I think it was going to be this idea that mother nature just kind of like kind of fought back. It's just like, you're in trouble. And uh, little did I realize along would come the coronavirus. Another strange thing, a few months before the coronavirus hit, I was joking with my friend Laura, who comes out to the Yachtly Crew shows. She would come out to the Yachtly Crew shows often. By the way, by the way, we got uh, Yachtly Crew has a show coming up October 2nd. I would love to see you there. October 2nd, it's at a drive in in Rubidoux. R U B I D O U X, Rubidoux. I'd love for you to go up there, check it out. I'd love to see you there. I've already got some word from some of my fellow podcast listeners and friends that uh, that they're going up there, which I'm so excited about. So Laura, who, who incidentally actually used to live out, out in that area. So that's probably what made me think of, of, of bringing up Yachtly Crew. Uh, about five months ago, I had been sending messages to her on Instagram. And... What was it? She said some name. She said some name. And then I said to her, wow, that would be a cool name for a band. And I said something about surgical masks on the faces. She goes, no, no way am I going to cover up this face. I said, okay, no surgical masks. And and then I said, uh, what kind of band would it be? She's like, I don't know, but one where they make a lot of that stank face. And I'm like, that is such a funny, what a funny way of putting it. Oh, no wonder I hear kids out here. There are little kids out here. No wonder. Usually I don't hear kids playing around, but there's some kids back here behind the area playing. Uh, So I said, that's, that's interesting. So now what's weird is she, she, we's, she's got to wear the circus, the masks out, out here in this world. So interesting how you can sort of weirdly, accidentally predict the future. It's kind of like just like with that, that Yachtly crew, how we named our tour Batten Down the Hatches Tour. It was in March, and all of a sudden, I mean, we had just started. And all of a sudden, it shut down. Coronavirus shut it all down. and Everybody had to batten down the hatches. Anyway, those are my observations. Thanks for listening Sprouto Project Projecto. Have you watched any of the Mission Impossible films with Tom Cruise? You know, they're always like changing identities and they've got, they pull up a face on their face. There's somebody else or they're interrogating somebody uh, and then they think they're in a CNN newsroom, but the walls fall down and then they're in a control room and then Tom Cruise smiles. Have you seen any of those movies? Why, yes, I have, Man Behind the Machine. I have seen a couple of these uh, Mission Impossible films. And I always love spy movies. I just learned that... uh, What's her name? Emma Peel from the old Avengers TV show um, passed away today. Let's see. What's her name? Diana Rigg she was also in game of Thrones she was a bond girl Wow what a gal what a gal man that's one of my time time travel missions is um wow going back and hanging out with her Peggy Lipton too gosh so many of those gals just such grace there's such class such class uh but i I've, I've always loved the uh the spy films mission impossible i mean that's just crazy those those kinds of masks that are just so intricate and i'm sure there has got to be i mean if we always we always hear about how the technology that we know about just the 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 uh, the civvies if you will the civilians know about is 30 years behind what the actual technology is well the way the technology just amplifies, the way that it it, um, it grows so fast. I mean, at this point, we're probably a hundred years behind the technology, so to speak, that that the military already uses and knows, and um, we're just catching up to it. So I'm sure there's some kind of skin. There's got to be some kind of skin that is uh, that uses nanotechnology and. Um, has sort of a memory in it. Uh, So I imagine something like that built on like a 3D printer, maybe. And so, you know, this day and age, I mean, you could just have like a laser, just go (laughs) scan the face, get that in there. And then, you know, obviously if it has a scan of, the other person's face in some way. It just makes that into the membrane, and then you go put it on your face, and and then it just and then there it goes. I've lo- I've always loved that idea of spies having to go undercover, disguise themselves. Now that I think of it, I think I think those spy movies were a big part of me wanting to create different characters. Wow. I didn't even think about that till now. You always have the best questions, man, behind the machine. Thank you for that. What are some of your favorites? Did you watch the Avengers TV show? Did you watch, you know, because those are now on DVD, I'm sure, Blu-ray. I don't know how I saw them probably through the Kodi app or something. I don't know. I was watching pieces of it. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Because so there was a person at uh, the Max Neptune Twitter account. I was interacting with this girl who was a science fiction writer. And she would bring up Emma Peel. And I'm like, who the heck is Emma Peel? And then I started watching excerpts of the Avengers and going, whoa. What a gal. Emma Peel. And I read that. M. Peel. Emma Peel was actually based on, because back in the day, uh, there was a, uh, a lingo. There's some lingo out there that they used to uh, target guys. It was called M appeal, men appeal. So they decided they'd play off those pl- did a little play on words and called her M appeal. And, uh, Yeah, check it out. Check it out. I love the the spy stuff. I was also thinking earlier today about the TV show The Prisoner. Um, and there was a TV show before that that was called Secret Agent Man with Patrick McGowan. I've never seen that show. However, from what I understand, from what the theory is, is that his character on The Prisoner is basically the same guy. They never say what his real name is. Um... And I haven't seen Secret Agent Man, so I don't know if any of the uh actors show back up, which I probably ought to check out. But yeah, the the uh, the prisoner is great. So is the reboot. I was able to find the reboot on Cody and that, that was actually a really good show. They could have they could have kept up with it. It was a, a very there's some very similar things in there. Small similar things. It was a lot of fun to see how it was uh, twisted around. It's really cool. Uh, so yeah, check out The Prisoner if you can. Take care. This is Richard Wilson of Mad Shelley Films,
0: and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio.